Good afternoon. This is Gary Duncan. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. It's so nice to be here. And it's time now for our moment in Scripture with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Good afternoon, Matt. How are you? Doing great, Gary. Thanks again for having me with you. It's always a pleasure to have you here, so we do appreciate you very much, along with all of the other guests that we have as well here on KFUO Radio. It's so amazing to us that you and everybody else takes the time out of your busy schedule uh, to uh, go on the radio with us and, and help share that gospel of Jesus Christ. So again, thank you so much as well. Oh, definitely, Gary. I think it's because we know how important it is, the ministry of KFUO Radio and being able to get the gospel message out uh, far and wide, uh, the messenger of good news. Thank God for this resource we're blessed to have and happy to be a part of it. Thanks for the invitation. And our reading over the week was Luke 9 through 16. What would you like to highlight in that reading? Yeah, thanks, Gary. So if our listeners are following along, and I hope you are, um, if you follow with us, you can get through the Bible in two years, and we're on our way. So Luke 9 through 15 this week. Uh, these chapters, we, we might remember, uh, last week we talked about Theophilus and how Luke made this careful investigation about Jesus' life, and now he's addressing this book to Theophilus. And we talked about how the name even means friend of God. And so, in a way, this book uh, we call the Gospel of Luke is addressed to each one of us, friends of God, uh, by his grace. Uh, so, those opening chapters go through the um, birth of Jesus and all that takes place there. And perhaps uh, Luke even talked to Mary and investigated with Mary those happenings. And now what we read this past week is about Jesus' ministry. It's kind of the middle part of his ministry where we see miracles take place, healings, uh, even the restoration of life. And then we also see parables taught as well. So that's what I want to focus on today a little, Gary, is some of those parables of Jesus. So a parable is a story, and sometimes we use this definition for a parable. It's an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. I remember learning that in Sunday school. So <laughs> it's an earthly story about common, everyday things that people can relate to, but then it has this deeper meaning to it. And sometimes Jesus really unpacks what that meaning is pretty, pretty detailed, and other times he kind of <laughs> just tells the story and, <laughs> and leaves it to his hearers to, yeah, to understand it. Yeah, that's what I think. Sometimes we're just going, no, what, 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 what were we supposed to get from that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that's when your pastors come in handy because you can always help us figure that out, what we're supposed to get from that parable. Exactly. I think we're kind of, we're blessed, Gary, because you know, I think of the disciples and those who heard these parables for the very first time. And then they're left to, okay, well, what did he mean by that? And, and now we have these parables that we can read and study and reread, and we have the broader context of the whole Bible and, and all the Gospels. So we, in some ways, we're even more blessed to be able to have that fuller context, to be able to unpack, interpret what Jesus is saying. So Luke 15, the last chapter that we had as our assigned reading for this week, Jesus tells three parables back to back, back to back to back. So we have the parable, and in my Bible, it's labeled the parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, and the parable of the prodigal son. All right. Um, so some of these are familiar to us, probably especially one of the prodigal son. Maybe it's the most famous of the parables, perhaps. Um, but the audience he's telling these stories to, we hear are tax collectors and sinners. Okay. So these are people who society we look at as, as sinners and outcasts. And then also the Pharisees and the scribes. Uh, the Pharisees and the scribes, Jewish religious leaders. These would have been people that the Jews held in high esteem, right? Uh, maybe a little more holy than the rest of us. 
So it's these two groups, and it's the Pharisees and the scribes that are grumbling against Jesus because he's eating with, associating with tax collectors and sinners. And yet we know that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. That's what he came for. Um, so then he tells these three parables really in response to that, the grumbling of the, the Pharisees and the scribes that Jesus is associating with sinners. So he tells the story about the, the lost sheep, and it's about this shepherd that um, has this sheep that is lost. Uh, one out of the nine, one out of the hundred sheep uh, is gone astray. And yet the shepherd leaves and searches for that one sheep and when he finds it, he returns rejoicing, carrying the sheep home on his shoulders. Kind of a cool picture there. And then Jesus ends it by saying, just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Now, that's not to say anyone's righteous of themselves, but those righteous people who think perhaps they need no repentance, right? Um, so Jesus says, yeah, that's why I'm going to the sinners, because yeah, they, they need rescuing. Uh, they realize that sin, and they need to hear that gospel message. Uh, the lost coin, it's uh, a woman has uh, these coins, and she uh, loses one, um, and she lights a lamp, searches the house, and then finally finds it. And when she l- finds that one coin, one out of the ten that was missing, she rejoices. She even calls her friends <laughs> to rejoice over it. And it sounds kind of silly maybe to us, but, you know, a precious coin uh, worth quite a bit. Maybe it was even part of her dowry. Um, and Jesus again says, there is more joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And then the most famous parable of all, the prodigal son, where the, the, the lost one is, is a son uh, who asks for the father's inheritance, basically says, dad, I don't care whether you're dead or alive, just give me my share of the money. And the dad does it. And then the son goes away, squanders in a wild living, you know, becomes destitute, the money runs out, the, the fake friends, it seems, run out, and then he finds himself feeding pigs, which is pretty bad for a Jew, because pigs are unclean. That makes you unclean. And then he reasons, oh, my goodness, my father's servants, they're living better than I am. I'll go back and tell dad, I'm not worthy to be called your son. Just receive me back as a servant. But we hear those, those famous words where the, the father, even seeing him a long way off, has compassion on the son, runs out to him, embraces him, kisses him. And then even uh, dresses him with a new robe and a new ring, uh, kills the fan calf for a celebrational party. He says, for my son was dead and is alive again. He's lost and is found. And he begins to celebrate. And so that, again, another, another story of someone that's lost being found. Right. That's the theme of all three of those. You're lost and you're being found. And that, that that's really neat to hear because we realize how precious each of us are to Jesus. Exactly, Gary. Yeah, well said. Because I think sometimes we read the prodigal son in isolation. We, we read this, that one parable. But yeah, like you pointed out, all three of these really are the same theme. So I think it's kind of neat to read them together. And I think really the, the main actor in the parable might be the one we want to focus on. So maybe instead of the parable of the lost sheep, the lost coin, the, the prodigal son, maybe they should be retitled you know, the parables of the searching shepherd, the mm-hmm. uh, searching woman, the, the loving father, you know. Because Jesus is the one, God is the one who really embodies that shepherd and yeah, even that, that woman and that, that loving father. And because we're lost and Jesus is searching and he's coming out for us. 
exactly. Uh, because we're completely lost. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're completely lost. And I think especially the story that coin brings that home. Mm-hmm. I mean, a coin is an inanimate object. I mean, this coin is not going to find the woman who yeah. <laughs> lost it, right? No, I mean, it's, it's totally, this woman has to be the one who finds it, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think you're exactly right. God is the one who finds us. God is the one who rescues us. God is the one who brings us back. And just one more quick note, you know, the that word prodigal means uh, reckless or, you know, um, someone who uh, is, is lavishing uh, money, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the prodigal son's certainly reckless in how he spends his money. But I kind of like the idea of how it's, it's, we could maybe even say the prodigal father, you know. And, and what I mean by that, the prodigal father, is that he is kind of reckless with his compassion and his love for his son. He lavishly gives compassion and love for this lost son who really doesn't deserve it, <laughs> except that the father loves him. And I, I kind of like that picture, the prodigal father who's reckless with his love and lavish with his love on this son that, from all accounts, really doesn't deserve it. But yet, yet he still still shows him compassion, just like he does for us. Yeah, just like he that's does what I was us. thinking. We, we also don't deserve it, and we have a very patient God. He's very patient with us. Yeah, exactly. He's patient. He, he runs to us. He welcomes us back with open arms. There is no sin that is too big. Uh, that Jesus' blood on the cross did not atone for it and and wash it away. Um, and, and thanks be to God that by faith we receive that that forgiveness. We're restored. Yeah. Beautiful parables. Yeah. yeah. No doubt about it. Awesome. Would you like to lead us in a prayer as we wrap up the segment? Yeah, I'd love to. Oh, Lord God, we thank you that you are a God who searches for lost sheep. And for the times when we sin against you, Lord, you are eager to restore. Uh, you are even patient with us. And we thank you for that, Lord. Uh, we ask that, that um, you would continue to seek us, that you would continue to redeem us through Jesus. Uh, and we ask, Lord, that, that um, those who are lost around us, we would, we would seek to, to find as well and to share with them that good news so that they may no longer be, be lost but found. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What's our reading for next week, Matt? We are going to finish up the book of Luke and then get into John chapter 3. Boy, famous famous chapter there, John chapter 3. Uh, so Luke 17 through John chapter 3. And I want to remind the listeners, too, because you, you talked about how we're going through uh, the Bible completely in two years, and we're already well into it, already into the New Testament. Uh, I want to remind the listeners that these are available as podcasts, and uh, maybe you haven't been with us since the start. You have the opportunity to just find the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Search out KFU or go to our webpage and search out the uh Moment in Scripture podcast, and you could start. Then uh, I was I was, was going to say binge watching because that's what we do with TV, but I guess it's binge listening. You could start doing that. <laughs> I like that. I like that, and, and uh, catch up with us. So that'd be nice uh, if you if you're just discovering the segment. So thanks so much, Matt, for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Gary. Never too late to, to study God's Word, right? Right. So I hope folks can catch up. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Gary. We are KFUO. We are the messenger of good news.